Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, All Things Family Law, hosted by me, Rachel Buckley, and my fellow director, Donna Hart. So today we welcome Tom Johnson, former, former international rugby star and retired Exeter Chiefs player, who now has his own business, Tom Johnson Lifestyle. Welcome, Tom. Um, what are you up to these days? Uh, thanks very much for having me on. Um, I am still personal training, uh, personal coaching, so Tom Johnson Lifestyle set up um, three years ago to try and um, try to help people understanding the, the importance of exercising and training, um, but also much more than that in terms of adopting a sort of healthier lifestyle in terms of sleep and food um, and trying to work out areas in which they can make small, subtle changes um, to their lifestyle that will ultimately lead them um, living a sort of happier and healthier um, life. So um, I'm doing that, but I'm much, I'm much more, um, I'm doing a lot more down the business route now. Um, and I'm now, I've just been appointed as well, being director at Winslow Park, um, which is quite exciting for me um, in terms of being able to hopefully influence more people and and um, interact with more people to help them choose and help them sort of um, point them in the right directions because it's the fitness industry and health and food. It's a big, there's a lot of questions out there and there's a lot of misleading answers if you go on the internet and that kind of stuff. So it's just trying to put, put a bit of a sensible hat on there and trying to help people make sensible decisions. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, in the, in the sort of line of work that we're in, we see people when they're very just very stressed, depressed, they're suffering with anxiety and fear. Um, and, you know, we, we always talk to them about well-being um, and the little things that they can do in their life to help. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, exercise, diet can really help with that. It is. It's um, and something that one of the reasons I'm sort of got myself involved up at um, Woodside Park is it's proven you're, you're, you, you become a product of your environment. Um, so if we, if we can create really good environments for people to live and work in, um, then they're going to have a much more, much a much better chance at maintaining a sustainable lifestyle. And that's from across the food, but mention the sleep. And um, we meant, I'm, I'm working quite a lot with, say, biophilia, so green having greener in the offices to make people feel to make people feel calmer. And also working with bosses, trying to let trying to get them to understand the importance of putting their workforce first. To go, actually, you'll get you'll get better results from them in the long term. But it's that long term approach, which is what my lifestyle company is all about, rather than the short term quick fixes. So it's a journey, really, for people. It is. A, it's a journey. It's an investment. It's for companies. It's investing their in, into their employees, um, but also for the employees to them to realise that they're in a, they're, they're with a really good company that are putting themselves first. Their productivity will go through the roof. Their attention will go through the roof. But there comes a price. There comes a price with it. Um, and I think everyone can win, rather than certain areas trying to sort of skim off the top. So it's um, it's especially with COVID, everyone's starting to really look at their their work life balance. Um, and I think we're quite well poised to potentially bring um, bring a, a different work life balance to people's lives. Absolutely. I think one of the things that we see, isn't it, Rach, is that our, our line of work is very stressful anyway. So it's stressful for our team and it's stressful for the clients. And, and quite often when people are stressed or feeling under pressure, one of the first things they stop doing is looking after their well-being. So instead of cooking, they might be getting a takeaway. You know, they're not sleeping as well, so they're more tired, so they may not exercise. But how would you say to 
people can sort of motivate themselves if they're if they're in that place where they're very very stressed well i think sometimes motivation it can add, can add an extra level of stress by thinking by knowing that you're stressed it can almost can, can still drive more stress um the reason is because when you're stressed and you're lacking sleep um is your cortisol level goes up and once your cortisol level goes up in the body it's really hard for you to make rational decisions so we so people talk about um cooking for example if you've had no sleep and you come down and i've told you to it's be a really good idea to have some scrambled egg some smoked salmon but it's going to take 10 minutes of cooking to do that you're probably more likely to go no chance tom i'm just going to grab a quick bowl of cheerios or, or um or kellogg's cornflakes is a really basic example but you can see how that small example can then potentially spiral so you then get hungry in your mid-morning so you go and have a snack or a muffin um it doesn't really fill you up then you have a you have a lunch, but you have maybe a sandwich because you're on the run because you've got work to do and this, the stress builds and builds and builds. Um, and it just leads to, it's like a, a bit of um, an avalanche where you just make one small mistake or one small decision and it just keeps evolving into into um, into that avalanche effect. And actually, we often say to, to clients, don't we, Rach, that um, you know when they're going through a divorce or separation, they can feel that loss of control over their lives so actually they can get a little bit of control back by managing their food or, or exercise mm. it, it can have a big impact yeah it, it but it takes so the biggest thing the biggest thing for people is is sleep and i always say it, so people think people think that it's you've got to exercise more to get healthy you've got to exercise more you've got to eat better but the fun the, the sort of foundations would probably will be sleep that's great news it is but the problem is what people tend to want to do is they get home at they get do all the chores or whatever and at eight o'clock they'll sit in front of netflix and watch a couple of hours tv okay so that so they go to bed at 10 o'clock but they've been watching telly their brain hasn't really switched off the quality of sleep will go right down and it becomes a bit of a spiral spiral so you may not feel tired you may have had i don't know six or seven hours sleep but actually the quality of sleep you're getting isn't good enough to then make rational decisions and probably people have been on um, iPads or their phones. Screen is a big issue now, and, isn't it? And it's the blue light that that will keep the brain um, triggered and keep it keep it without settling. Even though you might might force to sleep, the brain's still whirring around in there. Um, and people pick up their emails sort of just before they go to bed, and there might be that one email there that may. And, wait, and I do. It's not like I'm some saying that at nine o'clock I'm like right, phones off, everything's mm -hmm. off. But if you are struggling and you haven't got that control and you're not sure what's going on, a good way to do it is to try and set yourself boundaries mm -hmm. to go actually at nine o'clock I'm, I'm, I'm just going to leave my phone outside the door so I can't actually can't actually um, answer that email. And it's a case of making sure, it might, you might even leave it downstairs and go, I'm not going to check my email until seven o'clock in the morning or whenever you get up when you're downstairs rather than reach onto the bedside table and check it straight away even before you're out of bed. Another way to sort of lower the stress is to plan. We talk about food and um, and tiredness, and it tends to it all comes together. So when you're tired, you can't you don't make the right choice, so you reach for something that's nice and simple. But if you if you spend like an hour or an hour and a half on a Sunday planning your week and making sure you've got your breakfast in, your dinner, your lunches, maybe for a couple of days at least, you can then know that that's taken care of. You've 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 given time to yourself. Um, that's what I say to my clients. You've got to be selfish. To then give your loved ones the time that they need. Thing isn't it when you're in an aeroplane, you fix your toe to fix your own oxygen mask before you fix yeah, you the toe to, of your loved ones. You can't. If you're unhappy, 
if you're unhappy and you're stressed, that's only going to rub off on the on on the ones around you. You can't really affect. You can't really hope to affect someone properly um, unless you're unless you're a little bit calmer and, and thinking rationally. And I think sort of people feel guilty, don't they, about taking that time for themselves when they've got a family. Or, or you know, or they've got a job. They feel guilty. That's that short term. That short term fix, and that's why everything is one of the things worth having and things worth working for are are, are generally quite hard. It's like taking the easy option and going, oh, do you know, what? I'm just going to stop, or, or um, I'm not going to give my, my, give myself that time. I'm not going to give myself that hour and a half to prep on a Sunday, even though it's a bit of a pain. Because that time that you spend there is going to make the rest of your life easier, or that the rest of the week easier, which means you can give back to um, give back to your loved ones. Mm. And um, do you do you sort of have any advice on on the timings of sleep? Because I've been reading about you know this five a.m. club club where these people get up at five o'clock in the morning and sort of start their day, and they're saying that there's loads of health benefits from doing that. I, I remain convinced uh, to be convinced about getting up at five in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. It's very much horses for courses, but you tend to find you tend to find the successful. I've done a fair bit of work on with with business people. But the the underlying um, one of the underlying um, messages is they get up really quite early and they get on, and, but they they tend to get up. They can tend to get up and either meditate or stretch or do something for themselves straight away. So they they may be getting up at, at five o'clock. But are they straight onto their emails at five o'clock? Mm. Most of them are either prepping their food or, or doing some form of exercise, ready to set themselves up for the day. Because they, that's that's how they that's how they work. That's when they they clear their mind, and then they get all the hard tasks done in the morning to free up their afternoons to to for, for e- slightly easier stuff. Um, they also don't waste an awful lot of time watching TV, so they'll watch useful stuff or they'll watch documentaries. But it's that it's that netflix um what's the latest series on netflix that they get glued in and i i i did it in in lockdown i got glued into netflix for a couple for a couple of weeks and i was like this is exactly what i tell people not to do <laughs> but it's not it's not like but there's a, there's also a balance to be had it's not like you need, need to live a uh, like an angelic life because it's just not sustainable so but the trouble is now isn't it with netflix you don't have to wait a week you could literally sit there and watch 12 hours of a series and that's what people tend to do a lot of now isn't it it's, it's everything yeah. in excess a question a question you got to, i suppose you've got to ask yourself is um although you're, you're so saying saying yes to a netflix series or net or a film something like that is is saying no to something else in your life or saying no to another opportunity and whether that netflix is worth that opportunity that you're missing out on there's, if, if there's work to do but you're watching a really good netflix and you're really enjoying it or you're just watching something for the sake of watching something, and it's it's, it's working out those balances. It's like food is: Are you going to have my? It's my birthday at the weekend. My wife made me amazing like chocolate salsa caramel cheesecake. Am I going to sit there and not eat, not eat it? No, because the enjoyment is so much more than that piece of chocolate than that that cheesecake that I know is full of saturated fats, um, full of sugar, and not the best thing for my body. But actually, in the party in to sort of share that with my kids that's completely worth it i can then make that up by eating a little bit better in the week mm. or doing a little bit more exercise or going for a walk or, so, or whatever it is so it's, it's not, not denying yourself it's about no, it's, it's taking responsibility mm. it, it, it all comes down to responsibility of do you really want to achieve what you you're setting out to achieve do you really want to get yourself better 
do you want to really low, lower your stress levels? And if that is the case, there's sensible ways to go about it. It's it's not about being on or off. It's about some majority of the time being on, sometimes being off. But you know, you only know you know you're one good meal away from eating well again. You know you're one step away from exercising again. It's it's just people. We we live in a culture where we we, um, we put barriers around everything. So you go you go onto like a, a keto diet, and you're full on. You hear people they're full on ketos or whatever diet it is, paleo, um, and they and they're full onto it for three or four weeks, and they'll be in your ear going, "This is the best diet I've ever done. This is I've lost so much weight." La da da. They have one or two meals off it, and it's like, yeah, that that didn't work. I'm I'm off it. Rather than a bit of a balanced diet, balanced um, plan where you go. I'm going to eat reasonably well. I'm going to try and eat mainly fresh stuff. I'm going to try and, if I'm my aim is to lose weight, I'm going to try and eat in a calorie deficit. And if I do have a piece of cake, I'm going to make sure that piece of cake was worth it. And if it wasn't, I'll make sure I get back on track the next day or the next couple of days. So it's about developing mainly good habits. It is habits. Yeah. And I mean, it, you know, it, it's about also setting a good example for our children as well, isn't it? And, and educating children about healthy eating exercise and good screen habits i think it i think it is i think you're you're spot on because actually even if you haven't got that motivation to look after yourself which is which is fair enough and it's people that's people's prerogative it is there, there comes a point where you are if, if you're that far along you've got your family you are you are a role model for your young kids mm. and we've got this childhood um, obesity um, epidemic at the moment and it it, it, it's just it's just heartbreaking because you see you see some some of the kids and they just don't stand a chance of having um of of themselves to create good habits because by the time they realize where they are and the health risks that are related to being um obese then it's going to be i wouldn't say it's too late for them but they're going to have such a hard time trying to reverse that and so how, what are your sort of top tips would you say for for people that want to exercise more eat more healthy i think you i think they've got to find out their why so why they're doing it is really important it come it does come down to responsibility because there isn't a magic pill yet um that can get people um fit and healthy or eating right they need to go in for the long haul it's it's not something like i said earlier something worth having things worth having aren't generally easy if you if you've been promised a, a, a six week or eight week fat loss and you're going to lose um, 30 pounds or 20 pounds or whatever, generally they're too good to be true. Um, and finding something that you enjoy. So I'm a big advocate of um, strength training and I've done a fair bit of work with Donna and she's seen the benefits of it, but that doesn't mean to say it's for everyone. Um, I'm a big advocate of, I, I think walking is a great form of exercise because it's not, doesn't really feel like you're exercising. Great for your joints, it's great for your cardiovascular. And if depending on what stage you're at, it will be fantastic for to help help um, fat loss or for you to try and um, maintain a healthier a healthier um, body weight. Do you think? Did you find in lockdown that people were more aware about their health? Because I certainly saw lots more people out exercising, running, cycling. Yeah, they were massively so. With the kids, we we're like, right, we're going two hours, bang, yeah. going for a big two-hour walk, um, and really and really enjoying it. Um, but then, since since that sort of ease, I've I've got myself back into um, training, and my wife does a fair bit of training. So um, 
we're not too we're not too worried but i think everyone's suddenly physical levels are going down mm-hmm. um and the question is are there eating habits that a lot of people have problems with the eating habits because you know you're stuck in the house the fridge is there and it's constant snacking it's constant feeding is problem with habits is it's hard to break the it's easy to break the good ones it's hard to break the bad ones so the habit of getting out and walking every day is quite an easy habit to break the habit of going to the fridge every couple of hours for some biscuits or whatever or some snacks is quite an easy one to maintain yeah i think people have noticed that working from home being around food more yeah and that's where that's where the biggest that's where the biggest change comes from in terms of um in terms of health is understanding nutrition it is so some people say it's 60 40 i think depending where you are it's probably said it could even be as far as 70 30 the importance of it mm-hmm. you can't you can't achieve a level of a level of health without understanding your um your your food intake and what and actually what you're consuming and that's what that's what i loved about that's what i love about my job in terms of just trying to get direct people into the healthy eating it's not not necessarily healthy eating it's just eating the fresh fresh stuff that you can grow and pick and kill and the stuff that your grandmother used to eat um mm. and eat it eat it on a regular regular basis and that can help with with well-being as well with fighting stress and anxiety can't it if your diet is much improved so it's also about it's also about how so you've got something called the glycemic, glycemic index, and that's basically how quickly the sugar is released into your bloodstream. So that can, can really control your mood levels throughout the day. So if you've got nice, if you've got nice um, locally sourced food and fresh produce, generally as a, as, a, as, a, as a bit of a sweeping statement, it will have a lower glycemic index compared to, say, a piece of white bread, a piece of white bread and a piece of brown bread, for example, wholemeal bread. The wholemeal will have a lower glycemic index and it'll give you a nice sugar, steady sugar release. With with a donut or a piece of bread, white bread, you'll have that big spike and then you'll have that big come down, which is where you get people who have that, uh, you know, the sort of take a meal deal, which is a sandwich, a can of Coke and a packet of crisps. They'll have that. They'll feel great for about an hour, 45 minutes, and then have a massive come down in the afternoon. And everyone, you look around the afternoon office and everyone's like that, yeah. sleeping away. So, um yeah, it's, it's again it's, as employees, if you if you if you manage to put some sort of food where they can where they can eat reasonably healthy, you'll then get the benefits long term from um, their productivity in the afternoons. Yeah, and so what's the plan with Winslade then? So Winslade is um, not many people know it's there. It's off the cliffs of Mary Roundabout, and it's um, eighty an eighty seven acre site uh, with a big manor house. There's going to be fifteen hundred office spaces going up as in desks, um, going in and around April next year. Um, I've got my own personal gym going into the Manor House, um, which is a private one-to-one coaching. I've just taken on my first three PTs for that. So that's happening 1st of October. Um, and then the actual Manor House will be online um, middle middle of October. So it's all of a sudden, it was meant to be May, end of May, but obviously COVID's mm-hmm. pushed everything back a little bit. Um, but we're putting in, I'm in charge of the well-being for all the office workers there. So I'm in charge of the food that's going in. And we've got a very exciting announcement soon to be made about the head chef that we've appointed to be um, the executive chef for the site. Well, November next year, uh, November 21, we've got 2,000 member gym going in, swimming pool and all the work. So it's all a bit busy at the moment, which is good. And there's quite a lot of outdoor space there, isn't there as well? 
huge amounts of outdoor space. We had our first cricket game up there um, on Tuesday, um, a little into into company cricket game, um, and we we're gonna have um, sports teams up there and kids clubs um, building going in, which we'll run a crash out of. And we we'll, we want to just try and make the the campus as well, not campus. We want to make the site as um, as busy as possible with with kids running around um, and everyone trying to be active. So we'll have um, group PTs going on and um, kids group sessions and things like that. Really trying to drive, really trying to drive the wellness angle without it being suffocating. I, I do understand that health and industry it can be a bit much, um, and I think it needs to. Everyone needs to find their own path, and I think we can cater for people that want to go full tilt, and then there's some people that just want to go nice and steady with. Um, go for a five kilometer like nature walk or something like that that we've got around the site. So it's trying to trying to cater for everyone. Yeah, so it sounds like it's going to be like its own community then, really out there. It is. So we're trying to make the blend of um, the environment and technology, so people can go and take their meetings outside on walks because there's the connectivity out there um, and the apps are a community app, so you know exactly what events are going on and you know what what foods are available in the food court um, and the different restaurants. Um, and like I said, trying to build it into a, there's a few residentials going up there. So it's going to be a work and work and living space as well. So there's going to be a, a little, a little village. That's really exciting because lots of employers now talk about well-being. Yeah. It's, it's more than talking about it, isn't it? It is actually putting it into practice. It is. And a lot of people, a lot of people will go right. We're going to put. We've, we've got our well-being sorted. We turn one office into a, a yoga studio for forty-five minutes at lunchtime. And to be honest with you, it's a bit. It's not really cutting the mustard. It's not. That's not enough for a lot of people. It isn't really um, saying I'm going to look after people's well-being. I think looking after well-being is. Look, there's a there's a gym on site. Um, there's there's mindful pods where there's breakout areas where you can go and have a bit of peace and quiet. There's got there's um, we've got a kitchen garden going in, so you can go and sit amongst um, amongst the fruit, the fruit and vegetables that we're growing for the kitchens. Um, there's a lot of lot of things where you can just have a bit of headspace. Sounds really exciting. Yeah, yeah, can't just can't wait to um, get in there. Really. And do you think more people are going to do a mixture of office and home working? Yeah. So we look. We're working. Um, with JLL, which are a big, uh, big worldwide property company um, about flexi spaces, and people are just are starting to go. Actually, the workforce is more is potentially more productive at home with social creatures by nature. So we need that one to one. Um, we need to be able to look into people's eyes to actually understand when you start doing deals. When you're, I should imagine you find it as well. It's much easier to look into a client's eyes and and read their body language to work out whether they're. They're telling you the whole truth if there's things that are bothering you. Um, it's like the feedback that I get when I'm personal coaching. As I've tried a few Zooms and you just can't you can't see everyone's body angle, so you don't know if they're exactly doing the um, the exercise 100 um, percent right, or you can just tell there's something nagging away at them that you wouldn't be able to pick up on Zoom. Um, so there's a social interaction. That's also all um, social interaction, but then the office space is where the creati creativity happens. Some of them are going to work three days a week from home and some are going to work two days a week from home. Um, so it's having that flexi space and then giving them the anemones that they want to actually go to work rather than want to stay at home. Yeah, because actually a lot of our clients who are going through divorce and things like that, um, 
being at home may not be the right environment for them and quite a lot of them get support from their employers or yeah thing on a day-to-day basis so it's it's a massive thing and i think we're going to see a lot more of it there's a bit of research coming out of the problem with zooms and meetings from home is within 30 seconds you you've maybe shut down the computer or turned it off and you're in your living room either with kids or with the, with your husband or whatever doing the chores there's no a lot of people actually like the commute as a part mm. of answer unwind there's no separation then between work and home separation. It go, and it, then it comes back to that whole point of putting yourself first and going what i need to do at the end of every day is go for a 10 minute walk to go yeah. clear my head because then i'm going to put all the work stuff to bed and then it's back into family or home life mm. or, or seeing friends or whatever it is rather than that bit of work or that email constantly dripping around your, your, your mind because you haven't been able to put it to bed and from your experience, Tom, when you've been training clients who've been going through um, difficult personal circumstances, have they found that the exercise has really helped them through that? It works. Yeah, definitely. It works in two ways. It's either a lot of people, um, it's their time. So a couple of hours a week with me, it's actually their time where they can just focus on. Um, because when you, I do, I mainly focus on strength training. And you have to have your wits about you. You have to be concentrating on the actual exercise because if you're not doing it correctly, then it can obviously be a, a bit dangerous or the chance of in injury is heightened and you won't get as much out of the session as you, as you probably should. So in that sense, they, they have a complete, they'll forget about their worries for an hour, which which mm -hmm. is great for them. Um, other people find, especially work going, work, I've, I've had a, a new a client that started, he's just been promoted in his job. Um, and he's he's not getting so stressed about it because he's he's doing some big strength training that actually makes him feel stronger. So any problems that come across his desk is like he feels he can cope a lot easier with them because he's like, well, I thought if Tom's just made me do um, a deadlift or a squat and he's and he's coming out tired, then those and that's hard work, hard enough work. Then um, that that little problem that person's creating, I can deal with that dead easily. Or just he's saying he's he's not jumping down people's throats quite as much. Well, and actually, if you've lifted a really heavy weight, I think you feel quite confident. Yeah. So then if you go to work, any challenges, it sounds strange because they're not at all linked, but you can go into the office and think, well, I did that this morning. Well, so yeah, but conf confidence isn't it? It is all linked because it's actually, so a lot of people, we work on their posture, so making sure, because obviously you're sitting at a desk all day, your shoulders end up slumping forward um, and you've been sat down, you might have a bad back. So we work a lot of strengthening um, the posterior chain, which is the muscles down the back, and making sure you're trying to improve your posture. And all of a sudden, you walk into a board meeting or a boardroom, and your shoulders are back, and you, 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 your confidence in the image you you portray is that person's confidence. Their shoulders are back, their heads held high. They obviously rate themselves fantastic. And then, and you go in there, and straight away, not there on the back foot, but there. They're probably more um, susceptible to listen to, to be listening to you um, because you you look like you know what you're talking about until you open your mouth. <laughs> well, Tom, it's been really lovely to have you as our guest this afternoon, um, and thank you ever so much for joining us. Absolute pleasure. It's been good fun. Thank you very much.